0: Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 130. As always, I'm joined by Jordan. Call me Greg Papadopoulos. (laughs) Greg Papadopoulos, my favorite Greek yogurt salesman. Um, (laughs) And returning, Dom, we didn't have you last week.
1: Praise the sun. Uh, No, you didn't, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. We did have
2: Jared last week, Dom, but nonetheless, I'm glad that you're here this week, Jared.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. Um, Yeah, so in terms of what we've been playing, I didn't get to, like I said last week, I wanted to try to get to the Spider-Man DLC, didn't have a chance to play it, and I don't remember the other thing that I wanted. Oh, the Devil May Cry 5 demo, also didn't get to it. Um, The time I did have to play games, I was still working at Celeste on Xbox One. Uh, last week I talked about, Dom, how I'm replaying through it on Xbox One. Uh, it was offered for free on Games with Gold, so I've just been playing through Celeste. Um, going through those B-tapes and collecting all the hearts and stuff. Man, do those B-tapes get difficult. <laughs> Ew. Like, the first... Seven Chapter 5, the first four B-tapes were difficult, but it's like, oh, manageable. It's just trial and error. I'm getting to the point now where they're like, okay, I need to take a break and I'll come back to this. You know what I mean? Like... I need to breathe, calm down. Um, So is uh, Celeste on the level of Cuphead Jared? The B-sides, yes. Uh, The regular game, I would say it it ramps up to it. Like, at the very end, I would say it's maybe the beginning parts of Cuphead. But, yeah, it's not close. Uh The B-sides, yes, very, very much so.
2: Just a side note, I've heard people mention this online a couple times, you know, with it being in the conversation and every fucking time I think of the studio Matt Makes Games and how
0: we're uh, joking yeah. <laughs> about it.
2: Could you not think of a better name? Whenever somebody says that online, yeah, it's made by Matt Makes Games. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ.
0: <laughs> and it's so funny because like, you see him on stage for the Game Awards and he gives such an impassioned speech you know, about what the game means to people. And then you play Celeste and it's so creative and beautiful and in my opinion, has some of the best game design in terms of just a 2D platformer. So it's like, man, all of your creative energy goes into all of this stuff. And then it's like, when you're signing up for the LLC or whatever it is, you're like, Matt makes games. That's what I'm going to call it.
2: It's like, hey, what's your game studio called? Uh, Matt makes games. Uh, Oh. um, How old were you when you created it? Uh, 32?
0: 31, yeah. Um,
2: Sounds like something you would do, like, Hey, little Maddie, what do you want to call your game studio, Mom? What about Matt Makes Games? <laughs>
0: you only hire people named Matt. Uh, so I've just been playing through the B sides, uh, Gathering Hearts, doing all of that stuff. Game's fun, just enjoying it. The music's awesome. The cool—that's uh, i don't know if I mentioned this when I mentioned the B sides. I think I did, Jordan. One of the cool things is not only do the levels get difficult, uh, more difficult. They take the song from that level, that chapter, and it's remixed in the B sides. So it's really cool. Yeah, you so you get said to, that. You get to hear like a twist on the music you loved in the original version. Um, yeah. I will give a shout out too, just for somebody who's going back and collecting hearts and doing all this stuff in the levels I've already beat. I love that you have the skip cutscene in the in the options menu whenever a cutscene does come up. Always, I, man. It's not something that's rigorous or hard, you know, to implement, but like just the little touches, the quality of life stuff. So let me well, skip it's this sad scenario, that, so.
2: it's sad that that's even you know a thing that you would appreciate outside of uh, every game because I just feel like why is that not already in every game because especially now people love replaying games to unlock secrets yeah do speed runs to do let's plays on YouTube and like I think games are being replayed more than ever and to have to watch the cutscenes Or, you know, the worst is when people talk about, like, having a cutscene right before a boss that you keep getting kicked uh, back to. So shit like that is unforgivable.
0: For creator's intent, I think the way it should be implemented is you have to see it the first time, and then after that you can Mm. skip it. Um, That's just me. Some people might say, like, oh, no, I should be able to skip it from the beginning. But, yeah.
2: I'm a huge proponent of game stories, and I still feel like you know, maybe some people just really want that gameplay, you know, yeah. who
0: knows. Like I said, not beat it so like, I see it for the first time. So in the instance where you said a boss, like let me see it the first time, and even if I don't beat the boss and I get kicked before that cutscene let me skip that cutscene to get to the boss. I saw it once. But
2: then, from uh, creator's intent uh, perspective, just to make the conversation more interesting, what if they're like, missing out, they're like Half watching it, maybe they mute the TV, maybe they're talking to their friend or their girlfriend on the couch or whatever, and then they see something fucking awesome happening on screen, so they jump back in, but then they're only like half aware of what's going on. Um, and then it's like the creator's intent is even more fucked up, you know?
0: Well, yeah, that's why I say it's like, I say make it skippable, because some games do the thing, Dark Souls does it, where like you see it once and then you don't see it again. I think that's a little too far. I think it's like, let it start up playing again, and then you have the option to skip it. Oh, so if
2: you replay... Because I never replayed Bloodborne. If I replayed Bloodborne, would I still get the story scenes?
0: Yeah, I think you do. What I'm saying is, so in in Dark Souls, when you go to fight a boss, there's usually a cutscene, right? And then you fight the boss. And if you die, you you just respawn, and then when you go to fight the boss again, you just open the the fog doors, right? Um, Gotcha. Whereas what I'm saying is... They should have it so the cutscene's always there, but the for after the first time you see it, you could just, like, mash X to, like, get past it. You know what I mean? Because it meets the criteria of letting people get past it and not have to watch it 80 million times. Um, but also, if, you know, somebody misses it or something, it's not a one-chance thing, you know? Yeah. Kind of meets that middle should ground.
2: You should definitely let people skip cutscenes, and you should definitely give subtitle options.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Man, I i don't want to go on a huge tangent but when we moved from 360 uh to like the hd tv era and like dead rising came out and you had to have an hd tv to read the subtitles do you guys remember that
2: oh i remember playing uh dishonored original dishonored on my sd tv and i was like <laughs> dude nope jared this is not the subtitles this is all of the text in the game Come oh up.
0: god yeah it was like all yeah, mushy i just
2: couldn't read it like the menus it was so mushy and you know the maybe it's the the some weird steampunk font they're using i don't even remember but it was like i can't i don't understand you know how to upgrade my weapons and shit because of just how poorly this is implemented which kind of has followed us into this generation with with what i've complained about multiple times on switch where you get onto the handheld mode and you have to like put the screen up to your face like it's google cardboard because this <laughs> text is so small it's made for a big screen and there's no formatting
1: change in between so well, yeah sort of minutia things but they're fucking important man well think of it, especially the subtitles i mean that's important from an accessibility standpoint for people who can't hear yeah
2: yeah right? and then there's <laughs> exactly a whole not gonna... other
1: conversation of like yeah. all the
2: accessibility options that aren't being offered on a regular basis is really sad
0: And we're uh, three of us are fortunate enough to not have to really need those a lot of the time. So I could just imagine somebody who's, you know, needs those accessibility um, options. Um, Have you guys?
2: Is that like one of your horrors? Like like most people, they'd get a hand chopped off and it'd be like, man, it makes my job hard, but I can get through it. It's like we get a hand chopped off. It's like I can't fucking game anymore, dude. That would I would honestly (laughs) cry. I would straight
1: up. I'm worried more about my eyes. I'm worried about being blind. Yeah, dude. Like your eyes. Those are as As
0: corny as it sounds, almost every day I wake up and I like, you know, roll out of bed and I'm sitting at the edge of my bed and I like wiggle my toes and wiggle my fingers. And I'm like, I'm really thankful that I have the ability to do this. You know what I mean? As corny as that sounds, it's just like.
2: I appreciate your appreciation of that,
0: Jared. (laughs) Um, Before I happen to what you guys have been playing, real quick, some other uh, multimedia things that I experienced. Started watching that new Netflix uh, series, Sex Education, that was getting some pretty rave reviews. Okay. Having a tough time getting through the first episode. It's like very. Ooh. It's like very British y, <laughs> like to a point where it's like yeah. kind of off putting. Um,
2: kind of like stale. Is it stale?
0: Yeah, it's like very rigid, I think is the best way I would yeah, describe yeah. it. Yeah, um,
2: gotcha. Maybe lead,
0: you
1: just ought to watch it with a bit of tea and crumpets. <laughs> the
0: sure. lead actor is the kid from Ender's Game. I don't know if you remember that actor, that kid.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and he's like l- really lanky now and awkward, and obviously that's the whole point of the show. Not really enjoying it that much. Um, yeah, comic-
2: struggling through the first ep- episode of a show is never a great sign for the longevity <laughs> of your relationship
0: exactly um I'm actually continuing my rewatch of Breaking Bad like I said I was giving it a second oh, chance
2: oh well, that's um, a big deal cause yeah. Jared's not like a fan it's not like Dom and I watching Breaking Bad where it's like oh it's a jaunt back through good old times of fucking Jessica Jones D on heroin and shit but You're like, actually, wow, I just spoiled that for you. Yeah, I was going to say, what the fuck? (laughs) God damn it. See, I don't even... Dom, it doesn't register to me that there's human beings out there that have gone through. Um,
0: For reference, last time I finished the show, I was already... And I don't remember a lot of it, so there's some stuff I remember, some stuff I don't remember. Last time I was watching it, I think I finished around the time when he first got involved with El Pollo Loco. Like, maybe a couple episodes after that. Um, okay. With the manager Gus, uh, and I don't remember a lot of the little so details. you haven't
2: seen shit. You yeah, seen nothing. I think that's like and also Dom. If you really think about that scene, I didn't spoil what's important about it.
0: Well, I True. you said something about overdose. I know that Jesse's girlfriend overdoses. For those who haven't seen it, oh, okay. well yeah. then there you
2: go. And like I said, I didn't even spoil like what's actually important.
0: Exactly. Well, oh, with the kid and everything. Oh, maybe that's a different. Sure. Yeah. Let's move
1: on. You're gonna yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyways um, so i yeah watching through that again it's, it's, I'm enjoying it but it's still a lot of the issues I have with it uh, from an entertainment standpoint uh, are still there the writing is great and I, the show is directed well it's just like the the setting of the show isn't really for me you know um, just like growing that, up in that culture and especially being here in Albuquerque the funny thing but do they do they do it justice uh, yeah, it's very it's very authentic, and I, I, I think okay. mostly that's why it disinterests me. Cause cause
2: I won't even go into it, but I've been watching Justified, an FX show, from around the same time, and it's all about being in Kentucky and growing up here in Tennessee. I've been really impressed with its authenticity, so interesting to know that there's uh- a show similar for that.
0: Real quick, you know, early in the show, the doghouse restaurant that Jesse finds himself in, it's like where he sits in front of when he buys the gun to defend yep. them from, uh, that place is actually one of the best places here to eat. Um, it's a local place, and they serve like some of the best chili dogs. It's a, it's a very Ooh. good place. It's been around for a long time. People love that place. That's cool. Yeah, it's Ooh. very good. It's just funny to see it as like, oh, the drug
1: spot, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's really well, It funny. becomes more than that. I'll just, never mind. But,
0: yeah. yeah. Just spoil everything. Just keep keep so, on.
1: <laughs> I'm just well, well, it's do actually not in you're that gonna, show. Yeah. Never mind. I'm just done. Uh,
0: better call Saul. Something <laughs> happens. Yeah.
2: Dom, we can't even like I can't introduce that into his vocabulary yet. Just like keep his mind focused on Breaking well, Bad. I, I'll or probably, you, do. You think he will actually finish it?
0: Oh yeah, I'll finish it. Um. I'll probably never watch Better Call Saul just because the actor doesn't really interest me. I know the show is oh. great. I've heard about the show being great, but even that character doesn't really interest me. Oh. Like, the thing, the thing we have to understand is, like, there's so much stuff that we're being inundated with on a weekly basis of entertainment, and there's so much good stuff. That, like, for me, who's somebody that doesn't watch a whole lot of TV and movies, I don't want to spend time on something that I hear other people say is good, but I kind of am not into. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um...
2: So real quick you have you said before that like the pacing of breaking bad is not your cup of tea necessarily
0: no i've i have no issues with the way it's made i think it's like a well made show and everything i just get tired of like the setting you know what i mean like i like the characters yeah. and stuff it's just like yeah, it's yeah i don't know what it is it's just,
2: very it's like, indulgent in that setting it loves you know showing you the big sky and the grains of sand and you know all that different shit malls, i was just going to say like yeah. the i will say um breaking bad is slow it's a slow burn for yeah. sure well even, even just that's the, crazy
0: just crazy like the shit happening the like the drug culture and all of that stuff i think to some people it's a kind of like shock value like i can't believe this is a real thing it's like having two parents who grew up working corrections and working at prisons and doing all this stuff it's like it's not that interesting or like taboo to me you know what i mean it's like oh it's whatever you know i, gotcha. I
2: um, I was just gonna say, better call slaw. S- better call coleslaw is even fucking slower yeah. than Breaking Bad. I will go ahead and say so. If this, if the pacing of this show is not. You know, even if someone's listening, if the pacing of Breaking Bad isn't uh, your style, then Better Call Saul's certainly not going to tickle that itch.
0: I mean, I love slow pace. Like, you know, we talked about Red Dead, and everyone hates how slow that game is, and I, oh, I loved it. I loved every minute of how slow that goddamn game is. Anyways. Well,
2: then maybe you'll like Saul even better, because it does feel <laughs> like Red Dead Redemption to it. 2. But I, yeah,
0: but I love the setting of Red Dead, you know? It's not just that it has yeah. a slow pace. Um, anyways, went on a, quite a diatribe there. Really quick... Uh, this week, off the top of my head, I read um, Miles Morales, Spider Man 1 and 2, uh, Young cool. Justice number 1, uh, uh, Champions number 1, Fan- uh, Fantastic Four number 6. Real quick, Fantastic Four number 6, really dope. Obviously, Fantastic Four is back with Marvel and they're really diving back in with the First Family. Uh, love what they're doing with Doom and uh, Galactus. I love the twist there in that comic, in that issue. Uh, I haven't read it yet. Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm being six. very I read six. We've already kinda of gone long on what I've been doing, so I don't want to go too long speaking about comics. So, um, champions, um, there's some change ups in that team there. They're like the teen version of uh, they're like the Marvel version of Teen Titan's Dom. Um yep. Yep. really cool stuff there. Uh, Young Justice, really interesting. People are wondering why I don't have you read Young Justice number one, Jordan? No, I haven't. There's a character in there. People are wondering how he's in there, given the current state of DC Comics. Also, shout out to the people who I hope find jobs, because DC Comics laid off a bunch of people today. I think like three percent of their entire like force or something. A bunch of artists wow. and editors and stuff got fired, um, which sucks. Um, and lastly, Miles Morales Spider-Man is like one of my favorite comics now. Uh, it's written by Saladin on red issue one. Uh, I love the the team up of Miles and, and uh, Rhino because Rhino's is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains, um, and I just when love- they're like
2: having this conversation and you're like wondering where it's going in the <laughs> yeah. first issue and you're like wait he's not really like angry at Rhino anymore and it's like wait oh gosh they're about to like <laughs> yeah. team the fuck up here
0: uh, I love the art um, number issue number two dives into that even more Jordan I really enjoyed it. Um, having a blast with it the other thing I didn't read it last week but I forgot to talk about it the week before Punisher is like one of my favorite Marvel series running right now um the covers are beautiful uh yeah but the story is really cool it's like balls to the wall Punisher which I love need to get to season 2 on Netflix um yeah that's pretty much it for me what have you guys been playing
1: (laughs) nothing actually no sorry uh been playing some Smash oh nice yeah baby we still need cool to play.
0: Game. We have a message about playing. I want to play against you guys. Yeah,
1: we got to set that up so I can yeah, shoot yeah. arrows at you as Link. Um, <laughs> oh, God. So that's still a fun game. I've also been playing more Ocarina of Time 3D on the 3DS because oh, cool. that's that's what I do. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our own little Zelda boy over here.
1: Yeah, that's that's just it's what I a do. Tr-
2: I mean, got to be one of the best remakes of all time, Dom. Yeah, it's been like two years. Since
1: I played through it, so. Do you
2: know, like, the differences that. Are there differences that piss you off? No. I mean. Because I think those were pretty faithful remakes.
1: Yeah, it's pretty spot on. I think there's a few quality of life things in the gameplay that's different, but I couldn't. I don't remember them off the top of my head. Uh, But it's mostly graphical, right?
0: Real quick, Dom, what's your favorite Legend of Zelda? Ocarina of Time. Uh, Jordan?
1: Wind Waker.
0: Mine's Link Between Worlds.
2: Also a great game. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing. It's hard to pick a bad Legend of Zelda. You know what I mean? (laughs) I haven't played Wind Waker HD on Wii U. Really? um, Hopefully we'll get soon enough. I would love if we got a double pack with that and uh, Twilight Princess.
0: I would pre-order that immediately. (laughs) Yeah, we really
2: need that of all the fucking quick ports they've done. But um, I never finished it because at the end of... uh, OG Wind Waker there's the Triforce quest where it's like hey remember these places you've been throughout this entire fucking journey of all these hours and hours now you get to go back and complete these Triforce pieces it's like (laughs) oh god so you have to like go on this whole journey around the world again and I was like fuck that and a lot of people were like fuck that so much so that they ripped it out of the HD remaster which is not a remake that's just an upres on uh hd consoles so they realized that it was so bad that they just ripped it straight out and so i actually in... let to go back and play the the edited version
1: they added in like a faster sale too or something which uh which is pretty cool but yeah yeah most of the zelda games god smart, that game.
2: game on switch guys i mean twilight princess sure that'd be great but wind waker on nintendo switch it's a revelation that we've. And you got know, to a
1: while ago, see. I probably would have said that will never happen. But seeing as how we just got new Super Mario Bros. U, new yeah. Deluxe, whatever the hell they called it, <laughs> where they had to add three new names to it, I wouldn't be surprised if they ported Wind Waker to Switch and called it Wind Waker HD Deluxe Switch Deluxe, new yeah. something you yeah know? HD you get Classic now. Mini
2: Console right um yeah I honestly I'm even kind of pumped once I find it on sale which you know. I'm gonna have to be watching it like a hawk for that to ever happen. But if I get uh, the U game on sale, I'd like to play that too. Like, there's cool games that you know I don't want stranded.
0: I want Super Mario Maker, man. That's like the one I'm dying for. The port I want. I think it's like
2: Smash at this point. Like they're doing the sequel. That's why we don't have the yeah the upgrade
1: upres.
0: Anything else, though?
1: Uh, no other games. Um, not too much time in either of those actually, either. But I did watch all the, all that Castlevania nonsense on Netflix. I finished all that up. It's pretty, cool. yeah. it pretty cool. Nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. It's nonsense. It's awesome. Not well. Nonsense. nonsense in like a, you know, it's vampires know in a teleporting castle, and it's fucking <laughs> yeah. nonsense in that sense. But it's a really good show. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched uh, season two yet. Of,
0: really love season one. The four I episodes to are you early.
1: earlier.
2: When you're talking about the comic, Jared, are you caught up on season three of Young Justice, Outsiders?
0: Uh, no, I'm waiting for a couple episodes to build up. I'm probably like, because it's already two episodes in, probably like another one or two episodes, and I'm going to binge him.
2: Oh, Jared, I have some very good news for you. Uh, sometimes, actually it's pretty often that uh, cartoons are done in batch releases, so they've been doing three at a time, and oh, I just wow. watched episode episode nine i just watched
0: i didn't know that was the case i thought it was they were releasing them one episode Episode at a time
2: nine is the most current out of 13 so you could just start watching and you'd probably have all the episodes out by the time you got
0: there i'll start watching that tomorrow i did not know (laughs) boom shakalaka (laughs) there you go revelations Um, so
2: obviously that focuses on the outsiders that's pretty cool stuff man
0: yeah i did have one thing spoiled for me which kind of sucks yeah. So he's like, oh, I can't I can't believe what Cyborg looks like in Young Justice. I'm like, God damn
2: Dude, it. I, I got that spoiled for me, Jared. That's not <laughs> even, like, he hasn't, he's not in the series yet.
0: Oh, wow. I'm caught up. Yeah, yeah. I'm caught up. I was like, okay, cool. Um,
2: yeah, that was like IGN. Fucking IGN does that all the time where it's like their pictures or their headlines or the little...
0: Entertainment Weekly of, is the news. worst, dude, <laughs> on Twitter.
2: Yeah, but like, I'll scroll through IGN all the time and it'll be like and sometimes they'll even be like and we're going to talk about that scene but the picture shows that scene it's like I can see this character Darth Maul's in fucking Solo <laughs> uh,
0: Dom uh, real quick since you're a Resident Evil Zelda guy the confidence of your, you watched the Castlevania series um, hearing the rumors about that the same production company might handle Legend of Zelda series does that get you excited mm, yeah, now yeah. knowing it?
1: I thought that they uh, dismissed that, and it was actually going to be Devil May Cry.
0: Well, yeah, they're doing that, but... So, it was rumored for Legend of Zelda, you're correct. Then they said, no, we're doing Devil May Cry. Then, after that was announced... Why are announced, you
2: guys saying it like
0: that? Uh, <laughs> Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry. <laughs> this sounds funnier. <laughs> I like it. I always thought it was like about an emotional, like... I don't even want to get into what I thought Devil May Cry was before I actually saw gameplay. Anyways.
2: Well, all I know is about Devil May Cry is that... Uh, people, it's one of those ones that, like, people do actually say differently.
0: (laughs) Um, The same production house is rumored to be doing the Legend of Zelda one. Maybe not the same animation team, per se, uh, Dom, but the same production, like, house overall. So, did that get you excited at all?
1: No, I don't really want that. I probably wouldn't watch it unless someone said it's great. (laughs) Really? That's not, I don't like that. No, I don't like things like that. Like, Link shouldn't talk, and it's a game, and it's a game structured in, in a specific way, and it to me, I don't know of a way that it would make sense as a show. You know, Dumb. Mario shouldn't be in a movie talking as a human. It doesn't make any damn sense, so I don't want those sorts of things. Okay, well, Mario personally. already says
2: so, sentences, so that doesn't even... Your, well, your you argument's not I'm holding going. weight there.
0: Interesting. The uh, way I see it is like... Hold on. I don't I think, think I they
2: should... say this about the whole silent protagonist thing. In 30 years, are we still going to have dumbass 12-year-old boys walking up to people in video games and just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Just
2: standing there... And it's like, but things the the problem, Dom, is things are actually coming from them. Thoughts are being communicated from that character to the the, the NPC that's, that <laughs> yep. it's talking to, right? That's true. Because yep. they'll like and, you'll pick a dialogue option. Fallout Three, I think, is this where you pick a dialogue option, but your character is silent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: which makes even fucking less sense. Yep. But still, really, you're gonna walk around and save the entire world without ever talking to someone. You're just gonna oh. walk up to people and oh, look I at like them. It. You're going to look at them, and they're going to give you a magic sword. You're going to fight the fucking demon. Okay. uh, got it.
0: (laughs) Real quick, I understand not making a game, like, taking a game and taking that exact same story and turning it into, like, a movie or a television show. I get that. And people are like, oh, why make that stuff when the game already exists? And it's obviously to sell your IP to a different audience that would probably never play games, right? That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. I'm down for a cartoon. If that gets my little niece or nephew interested in Legend of Zelda, and then I can show them the game, I'm down with that. Because they're at the age where I don't—they can play the game themselves. You know what I mean? They're still too young for that. But if I can introduce them to a cartoon and start laying those seeds of like, "Hey, you need to play Legend of Zelda," yes. you know what I mean? So <laughs> that's how I see it. Uh, also, saying that Link can talk be in, a, in a show that has nothing to do with the games is so weird to me that you don't want him to and, talk. Well, excuse me, princess. You know where that came from, Dom?
2: That's Link talking right there from the original <laughs> Zelda anime. Which was...
1: Well, excuse me, princess! And that's why I'm terrified, and I might yeah. not watch it if they came out with it.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: goddamn, that, just because they did that once doesn't mean it's going to be like that again.
0: I'm really interested to see how the people who made the minions are going to handle the annoying characters in the Mario universe. That's going to be something... I'm being Jesus sarcastic, words. by the way. Anyways, uh, anything else, uh, Dom? Or just Castlevania? No. no, that's all. Jordan, what about you?
2: So, played a little Smash. Uh, played a bunch of Bayonetta on Switch, boys. I played a bunch
1: of Bayonetta. Oh, uh, oh. I think so I was trying to doubt.
2: Yeah, I think I was having like trouble downloading Lady Gaga and, uh, over here. Jared... <laughs> when uh, we last spoke, Jared. So I got to finish downloading that night of the last podcast and started playing. Uh, this game is, you know... Japanese as fuck. Like, if you took God of War and you just made it so fucking Japanese that it was, like, unrecognizable. (laughs) Like, Bayonetta has this long ass hair that goes down to the ground that's, like, woven into her clothes, right? And there are attacks where you press X and A on the Switch controller at the same time to DOM. Climax is what it says. On the screen, and then you uh, you summon a hair monster because you have that long hair as Bayonetta, right? So you summon a giant bird or a like a dragon made out of hair that chomps your enemies to death, and you're like tapping the button to like make the bar go up for it to attack the enemy harder. What do you think about that, bud? (laughs) I don't really know what it's fucking wild. The yeah. story, I think, is actually really fucking cool. I'm really enjoying it. It's about Bayonetta, the character. She is, um, like, created, you know, born of this unholy alliance, I guess, between an angel and another demon, it seems. Maybe. It's still not clear to me. Um, but she's a witch, um, and, um, uh, <clears throat> comes from this coven, I guess you could say, and, um you're fighting these angels, you're fighting these demons, um, or I guess mostly just angels at this point, uh, but anyways, there's all this kind of magic going on, it takes place in a different world, um, but it's still modern, you know, there's cars and cities and stuff, um, there's a lot of quirky characters, if you enjoy, like, super fucking Japanese shit, um, like, goofy Japanese games, you know, if you're into stuff like Kingdom Hearts, for example, actually, is a good way to put it, or Metal Gear Solid, um, then this game will be up your alley. I mean, uh, gameplay-wise, though, it's solid, right? Like, Oh, gameplay-wise, it's actually very solid. It's also pretty difficult. Um, <coughs> I would compare it to, you know, it's I'm not super familiar with the Devil May Cry series. It might be closer to that. But, you know, God of War, the original God of War, since you guys, I know, have played... At least three Um, you'll understand what I'm talking about there where it's like classic action game Um, you know you're um, you can do button mashy stuff but really it's about doing combos and um, you know hack and slash combat I guess is a a more accurate way to put it Um, cutting up your foes and um, bouncing from room to room or whatever um, so yeah, it's definitely proficient combat. It's like I said pretty difficult. You're fighting these big bosses. It kind of feels like um, It feels like if you're doing like a hack and slash version of Bloodborne to me even though I mean this came out for Bloodborne, but like um, that kind of deal where it's like these really difficult beasts that you're going up against and there's um, You know, a lot of damage you can do, but they can also just tear you to fucking pieces really quick if you're not careful. So you have to dash a lot and counter and combo instead of button mash and um, all this different kinds of stuff. But it does teach you how to get good at the game in a really cool way that I like uh, to the point where, you know, it'll be the type of thing where you're facing these enemies at first and you're like, wait, I have to do two of those fuckers? Like, holy shit, how am I going to do this? and then um, later on they'll do two and then two uh, right after that without um, any break and, and you can pretty much do, get through it because of the way that it's helped you progress up that uh, stair step if you will so um, I really enjoy this game I can't wait to play the second one um, probably about halfway through this one and uh, definitely getting excited for three even though we know very little about it But happy that Nintendo has decided to kind of shepherd this series since uh, bringing out the sequel on Wii U and now bringing it forward to the Switch. Um, Like I said, just some super fucking Japanese shit, and I really love that. I really enjoy when we get a good dose of that, and um, I can kind of just sit back and watch, um, you know, an entirely different culture approach a game. Um, or an even a uh, type of game that I'm sort of familiar with that I've played versions of, western versions of before and just see how wild and goofy and um, and funny it gets because I think one of the things that uh, in some ways <clears throat> the reason that Japan has these sorts of things, whether it be an anime or games, whatever these crazy goofy things they're commercial, they're television um is because there is a side of Japanese culture that's ultra tra- traditionalist, and so um, then the opposite side of that spectrum is them being ultra goofy and silly, and so we also have not nearly as a as much of a traditionalist society in America, but we can like take ourselves too seriously or take things too seriously sometimes, and I think that uh, they bring in their goofier um, exports over here, and um, it really just kind of like wrecks our brain because we're not ready for this level of goofiness Um, sometimes and and it doesn't always work. Sometimes it's like it's weird, you know, I don't appreciate Upskirt shots of 14 year old girls in anime Um, and sometimes it's not funny or it's just awkward But then sometimes it's bayonetta or it's metal you're solid and it's fucking clicks and it's and it's just a blast to uh, ride right along with so I've really appreciated that and like I said can't wait to continue with the series
0: Platinum is an interesting studio
2: like yeah that's another thing worth mentioning is Platinum I've played Metal Gear Revengeance um, which is a similar hack and slash game but yeah go ahead Jerry
0: I was just going to say Scalebound was the only game that ever interested me from oh, them yeah. Um, and then obviously that got cancelled then we, we yeah. don't know if it's fully Microsoft or them I think it's a little bit of both um, yeah But, like, with Bayonetta, I know the game's great. I've heard great things. It reviews very well. For me, I'm just not into, like, the whole... do cool, crazy, fast combat with, like, a dominatrix. (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: That's exactly (laughs) what it is, Jared. I've been thinking, like, there are... The sexual overtones in this game, Dom, are... Speaking of Dom, yeah, like, she's such a dom. (laughs) Uh, This game is, like, wacky. Like, when you do the hair powers, Dom she's fully naked and then there's just hair swirling around her covering up her parts. Like, there's so much dominatrix bullshit in this game. You're right, Jared.
0: Yeah. And, like, that stuff... And I don't mean this in a bad way, but a lot of, like, the quirky, pervy, sexy stuff never really clicks yeah. for me from, like, Japanese culture and it's just my, you know, my own thing. But, like... Yeah. When I see that, I'm like, that character doesn't really interest me and then the combat, though I hear it's so great and so solid and so seamless, I'm like... It's just not the type of game I want to play, personally. Um, I but I will do say, respect it.
2: Uh, for those that hear that, you know, kind of get worried about playing the game, it's it's undertones. Like, it's very overt undertones, <laughs> which is kind of a, a weird thing to say. <laughs> but she's not, like, you know, getting on her knees and fucking blowing <laughs> these monsters or whatever. Like, <laughs> it's, right. it's, not, it's not quite that fucking far, right? So, uh, but it is, good, like, weird, you know? And I think it's funny weird because they're more just, like, um, alluding to it in a lot of ways, like she—I'm um, sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Where there's like, you'll go into a room, and in God of War, in the original God of War games, it would be like a a, a fire wall that would cover the the exit to the room, right? Yeah, it would like block the thing. Well, when she finishes a room, beats all the guys in there, then she blows a kiss, and that makes the the barrier go away. So things like that are added throughout the game. She's always. Um, got, like, this little lollipop that she's kind of playing with, and, you know, she's doing these, like, sexual poses, so um, it's it's definitely weird. You gotta kind of, like, when I was watching the opening cutscene of the game, it was like, I can either go with this, like, get down with this, and just be down for the ride, or I could, like, you know, just not be down with this, you know, you kind of, it's... It is something you have to accept, yeah. Right, it's definitely one of those things that you have to either go with or not, you have to accept, or decline, kind of, at the beginning, because... It isn't for everybody, and I can totally understand that. But um, for the most part, it's been goofy. Like I said, there are times where the Japanese culture thing can actually make me, like, in a way, like, sexually uncomfortable because I think they're doing things that are not okay. Um, but this game doesn't have that. There's a little girl that she meets, and there's no, like, weird, pervy stuff with her. So, um, or like, at least so far. Who knows?
0: It's not like dead, dead or alive levels of that because, man, dead or alive. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like...
2: There are things where it's, you know, there are types of that Japanese stuff where it's more um, out in the open, and there's stuff where it's, like, a goofy joke, like an innuendo thing, and I think that's where Bayonetta falls as opposed to Dead or Alive, where it's like, let's see how much we can make their boobs bounce, you know? Exactly. Which is, there's a place for that, too, and, like, I'm not gonna go to that place because I do think that's, like, a creepy place if you're, like, really excited about the new Dead or Alive games, but... You know, I mean, I don't care that there's porn games out there. I don't. Uh, it, it doesn't upset me. You know, I think that adults should be able to do whatever they please as long as they aren't hurting others. And so, um, to get a little taste of that, if you will. <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! It's right. uh, it's fun. It's it's a fun game, Dom. It's a fun game. Man, was Dude. that like okay. or
1: something? Oh uh, yeah.
2: Jesus Christ! <laughs> I w- I just want to say here's one thing I don't love about Bayonetta. Uh, your die screen your kill screen um, it's asking you whether you're not whether or not you want to continue and there's this like old crone character in the game and she says the shadow remains cost uh, so Hogwarts what the you, hell <laughs> whenever you want to click continue and it's like you know, it's a, it's a fucking difficult game, so you're getting you your die ass kicked a lot. sometimes. <laughs> and I die a lot, and I have to,
1: the shutout
2: remains! cost Every fucking time, so. And that's another thing, is like, I could go back through and be more concentrated now that I'm learning the game better and better and actually get good Ratings because that's how they do these hack and slash games. They'll like rate you at the end of the level, but yeah, I'm getting like torn to shreds at the end of every level. They're like, Jesus, this fucking guy, like making fun of me and shit. So I'd be, but whatever, I want to get better at video games in general.
0: With as much as like Platinum's allotted for their like tight gameplay, right? But it's like hectic and fast. I would be really interested to see like a team up. Of like From and Platinum to see what that kind of game would be like because mm, they approach yeah. combat very differently. Uh, yeah, you know From I mean?
2: tightens the screws a lot more. Platinum, yeah, I will I will say that about Platinum games is like the screws are not always tightened. And but it's not about it that though. It's more about
0: like fast paced, games. hectic combo gameplay. Whereas like From is slow, not necessarily slow, but like methodical, strategic, well placed combat. You know. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, Sekiro is something that looks more along those lines, you know, that's like from leaning closer to platinum than away, you know?
0: Yeah. Are we ready to hop into the news? News, news, news. Absolutely. absolutely.
1: Dom is Dom was over was over here. Dom was
0: over this conversation.
1: Uh, well, there's bad news coming from me here, so let's just get it. Get so,
0: uh, first of all, this is crazy as it popped up today. Uh, the creative director of Cyberpunk 2077 is now working with Blizzard. So Sebastian Stepien, who was um, the creative director for uh, Cyberpunk 2077 over at CD Projekt Red, is now working at Blizzard Entertainment. Um, apparently he left, and he's now working at Blizzard. Um, seems like CD Projekt Red hasn't really made a public statement about this. He had worked there for 12 years, so he worked on all, yeah. of, the, all of the Witcher games, or at least Witcher 2 and Witcher 3. Um, yeah. And there's no word on what he's doing over there, but apparently he also is a creative director on a new project. So we're gonna be finding out probably in the next couple of years what that ends up being. If Blizzard still around. It's been a tough around. road,
2: man, for old Cyberpunk 77. It's been bumpy with leaks and studio departures and you know accusations against the studio about the workplace and it's. I'm I'm just really really hoping that that's not gonna. Uh, negatively affect the game and we may never know we may never be able to quantify that but you know a lot of people complained about the writing in the the demo that we saw last year and I certainly wasn't you know blown away by its quality and I've heard that that could be related to studio departures in the writing department so it's like I'm this is you know it's not making my stomach any less sick I'll say that
0: the thing with Cyberpunk's writing is um, for me somebody who's Yeah, I'm half Hispanic and I come from that culture. It's like, you could clear... I don't think the writing was necessarily racist, like some people are saying. But it definitely was like, this is being written by somebody who doesn't know the culture. You know what I mean? It wasn't from, like, a bad place. It was just from, uh, you know... uh, Hey, hombre, how you doing,
2: man? You doing all right,
0: man? Yeah. Um, The thing is, we don't have a set release year for this. So, like you said, we don't know how much it's going to affect in terms of a delay. The thing is, is like, Witcher 3 was an exceptional game. The way they handled post-release content is like, we want to have faith in CD Projekt Red. Uh, CD Projekt Red and it's not that this game's no, going to be bad, but people have to <laughs> understand that this game could easily come out and not be as good as the expectations have been set. You know what I mean? Just because they set themselves up with The Witcher 3 doesn't mean they'll necessarily hit it out of the park. Now, do we all have confidence in them doing that? Yes. I still think it's going to be a great game. But we have to realize that the tumultuous development cycle this game's had we could see some of those issues linger into the development, you know? We don't know, so...
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Jared, real quick, could you remind me the name of the studio that does Payday that just got... Uh, Starbreeze. rated. Starbreeze is a European studio. Are they Polish?
0: Good question. I don't Something know. Something
2: like that. Maybe Czech? I don't know. They're like Central European the, studio. Yeah. They got raided for, you know, financial <laughs> fraud, possible reasons. Whoa. And I just got to say, I'm really glad that it didn't happen to the Witcher developers because if they, if it did, then you know we'd probably have to call it CD Projekt Raid, and that would be <laughs>
0: such <laughs> hell problem. yeah uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. get raided. Um, yes, there's not much there, just a weird departure that came out of nowhere. Um, I'm assuming CD Projekt Raid already has somebody in place, obviously being the creative director. Um, yeah, just came out of nowhere; no one expected it. Now the big news. MPD 2018 year interview. We got a bunch of numbers to go over. I've kind of um, organized it in a fashion that we can go through these things and talk about separate parts of it because there was a lot of information that came out. Um, shout out to Matt Piscatella over on Twitter. Really nice guy. I messaged him with some questions regarding the MPD, and he got back to me really quick and answered them for me. One thing I didn't know, I thought he worked like in a partnership with the MPD. Like he looked at their all their numbers. Apparently, he works directly for MPD. They hired him to be the video game guy uh, years ago. Yeah. So that's really crazy. I did not know that. Um, yeah. If you want to know about like video game numbers and the business side of it, he's a great follow. Um, there's some numbers in here that I didn't include that for um, accessories and stuff. And off the top of the, my head, uh, PlayStation 4 Black DualShock 4 was the best-selling controller. Um, the Razer Xbox headset was the best-selling headset. And the Nintendo Switch uh, case, like the Nintendo official one, you know, the big one, the black one, Mm. was the best-selling hardware case for the year. Um, So, really interesting how each company had a a different one, in the controller, the headset, and the the case. Um, But let's get into these numbers. First off, total video game sales, this includes hardware, software, accessories, the whole lot, in 2018 was $16.7 billion. That's up 13% over last year's total, and it's actually the highest since 2011's $17.4 billion. Now, to put that in perspective, what makes it interesting is that in 2011, what happened in the next two years? We saw the launch of Next Gen, right? We were at the tail end of the previous gen where all these people had consoles and they were wanting to buy games, wanting to buy all of this stuff, and that's where usually you see your highest profits, right? When everyone, the install base is there. So it shouldn't be a surprise that here in 2018 uh, what we assume is probably two years before the next gen um, we're seeing the highest number since that point. And that's really cool. Is that surprising to you guys at all?
2: Not really. I no, don't... Not really. I, I, just because I think games in general as an industry is, is growing year over year. And yeah. That doesn't... It, Will not continue to surprise me because I think that it makes sense. Um, the only thing that's keeping games from really like just taking over the fucking globe is games themselves and how they're developed. And I was, uh, I think about this a lot, but I've thought about a lot about it recently. Where um, you know, there's still a lot of obtuse aspects to games. There's still a lot of um, pieces and parts of games that uh you really have have to like wrap your mind around and there's parts of games that i look at sometimes and i'm like how would you ever expect someone playing through their first video game to understand this concept to be able to work through it to be able to beat it or finish it or you know to be able to handle this situation and so I feel like there's just a lot of steps that development needs to make in order to become more accessible. And I don't mean like making games baby games or anything. I don't mean um, you know dumbing down the Souls games. I just mean making it uh, more a more intuitive experience to pick up and play any video game start to finish without having to scratch your head or, like, try to figure something out without needing a walkthrough. Walkthroughs, I wish, weren't nearly as kind of uh, necessary as they currently are. Like, yeah, I just think that games have a long way to go when it comes to that type of stuff. And, um, like I said, once they do start getting out of their own way and quit shooting themselves in the foot, then I think uh, the global takeover, as far as an entertainment industry, will... Um, be complete at
1: that point well jared i think uh, go ahead if you're gonna i was gonna segue so go ahead
0: oh what i was gonna say is that uh uh, video games account for more revenue than all other entertainment mediums combined which is crazy put that in perspective movies tv music all of it so yeah
1: yeah so to me that that growth makes perfect sense if you think about how much bigger um mobile gaming is for one Uh, more people have you know phones and tablets that can play mobile games yeah there's more mobile games but also better mobile games especially when it comes to how they're uh they're structured as far as payment uh of course i mean microtransactions um within not just mobile games but in you know regular console games and then of course you can attribute you know a lot of that growth to a handful of games one of which as of late is fortnite like that's a got to be that's that owns a few of those percentile percentages right there oh uh, yeah how much money gets spent on that right um this kind of uh pay structure didn't exist at least not to this extent you know back in uh, 2011 uh right so they've companies have publishers and developers have started to really master um extracting money from our wallets in that regard
0: well the thing is is that the female demographic is also expanding pretty rapidly too um yeah which is huge because obviously there's a lot of women on this planet. So if you get them into video games, that's a right. whole other market.
1: Um, yeah, definitely, it's growing. The amount of people that are playing games definitely it has to be growing too. Um, exactly. What if I like named get my more.
2: What if I named my daughter female demographic? Female demographic, you Jarvis.
0: For a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> fem demo, Jarvis. Uh,
2: there you go. Next. Femi Demi, that's what
0: we'll call. It. <laughs> Femi Demi. Um, for the first time since 2009, Nintendo is the highest software revenue generating publisher of the year. Kind of crazy. That's nuts. That's yeah. Nuts. Um, yeah. The
1: Wii U, right? That's that's what that says. Uh, it
0: explains that. Well, yeah. So that was that was at the tail end of Wii, and then the Wii U just came yeah, I was out and did say, nothing. There's a lot yeah.
2: of a lot of Wii help coming in there to make that. happen. Um,
0: Speaking of Nintendo, though, Nintendo Switch ended 2018 as the year's best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollars, um, which is wow. important. Wow, and uh, it's a
2: cheap console,
0: man. Yeah, it was also the best-selling hardware in December of this generation. So from 2013 on, it's the best-selling console in the month of December, ever. Oh,
1: Jesus. That sounds about right. I mean, it's the new console, right?
0: Exactly, the, yeah. The, the Christmas Kings! And uh, people who said Super Smash Ultimate wasn't a system seller, I mean. <laughs> yeah. God damn, bro. Um, did you guys, so that
2: is like, I know it's not a fucking revelation here, but Mario Kart, just think about the library we currently have, not even really two years into the console's life cycle. Exactly. It's a super strong library, yeah. and you could rip out the remasters or the ports and you'd still have a really strong library so i'd like to shout out nintendo for that but also stick it to them that the user interface and the store there's still a lot to go with this console
0: so i have three different categories we can hit next and you guys tell me which one you want to go to the top 10 games ranked by dollar sales which is obviously a pretty important one we have the top three best-selling games per platform which is also interesting and we have ongoing streaks or records that took place in 2018. Which one you guys want to dive into first?
1: Streaks, 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 streaks. Okay,
0: so, first Whatever off... Whatever you say, Mitchie boy. First off, Call of Duty, for the 10th consecutive year, is the best-selling game franchise. Now, remember, that's, that's different... That's what we call a streak! That's different than specific games. So, obviously, that doesn't say specifically ah. how Call of Duty Black Ops 4 performed, because remember... Right. Uh, what was the last one? World War 2. World War 2 was one of the best-selling games up until the new Call of Duty came out. So, it's specifically the best-selling <sighs> game franchise. So, it takes total sales from World War 2 and Black Ops. Um, and the way their structure is, they're probably going to have that for a while cuz they kind of have really good overlap, right, in terms of sales. Um, next up, NBA 2K. This is the third consecutive year it's the best-selling sports franchise of the year.
1: Nice, really.
0: Uh to, was it last week? It was last week we talked about they recently signed a new deal with the NBA, 2K did, for – do you remember how much it was, Jordan? I don't remember off the top of my head. It was seven years. Uh, yeah, you do not. Four billion or something like that. Over the next seven years, they're paying the NBA for the top, 80 the license. Trillion. Um, Which makes sense because it's selling like crazy. Um,
1: Is that an exclusive deal or can EA still make their NBA game?
0: Uh, it's a it's not an exclusive deal. It's a deal to use the NBA license. So okay, it's a different. Gotcha. It's not like Madden, yeah. Right, okay. And the last one, this is actually, I think both of you will be stoked for this because I know how much you guys love Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, technically. Um, it finishes 2018 as the second best-selling racing game of all time behind Shit. Mario Kart on the Wii. So with really? The, yeah, with its sales in 2018, Mario Kart 8... Including Deluxe is now the second best-selling racing game ever, behind Mario Damn. Kart on Wii. Huh. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense when you when you think the more you think about it, but it still sounds nuts when you first hear it. Like
0: wow. well, the thing is, is Mario Kart is usually one of the best sellers on Nintendo systems, and this one got to right. come out twice. So. Oh. Uh, because it takes into account the Wii sales, sure, which weren't a whole lot, but it was still a song, Yeah. And okay. Um obviously Mario Kart on the way.
1: Bravo. Nice.
0: Um, So Dom picked this category. Jordan, it's your turn. Do you want top three selling, top three best selling games on each platform or the top ten for the year? Top three. Okay. So we'll start with Switch. I'll let you guys guess. You don't have to guess a specific order but what do you think the top three games were for the year for the Switch?
1: Smash. Smash, Mario Kart and Pokemon.
0: Okay. Jordan? Mm.
1: In this order I'm gonna
2: say Fuck, this is hard. Pokemon, Smash, and Kart, I guess. So I
0: mean <laughs> the order from three to one, Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Oh, what? Dang. Mario Kart eight Deluxe. Wow. Smash Brothers Ultimate.
2: Wow. What? Pokemon has gotta be in the top
0: five. The crazy thing, and this is a separate story I was gonna include but I decided not to, Pokemon sold well and ended up in the top twenty for the year, but apparently Japan did not like Let's Go. It didn't uh, it underperformed Thank in Japan, God. which that's a huge part Somebody of Somebody
2: gave them the finger because America was <laughs> eating that shit up. Dude.
0: And the thing is is Japan is a big market for the Pokemon company. And yeah. uh yeah, Japan I guess just was indifferent on it didn't sell poorly, but it didn't hit expectations. Japan just didn't. I was like also it.
2: thinking when you say it's in the top twenty, is it combining Pikachu and Eevee? Because they are technically No, it games. wasn't it was uh,
0: like... Pikachu was number twenty. Eevee wasn't on the list. So if you combine it, it them it'd probably
2: the be if they were combined, yeah.
0: It'd have been probably between ten and fifteen, I assume. Quick math, obviously. Who knows?
1: You should combine those because they're basically the same game, right? Yeah, but they're different SKUs, so it's like yeah.
0: It would be. I want to see where it would would probably mark in the conversation of best-selling game franchise, right? With like Call of Duty, because World Mm -hmm. War Two and that, but sure. Um, next up, PlayStation Four, Dom.
1: Oh shoot, um. Red Dead is number one. Actually, Call of Duty Black Ops Four is number one. Red Dead is number two. Number three is, um, I don't know, what what was the Ubisoft games that came out this year? AC Odyssey is actually what I was going to say is number three. I'm going to say Far first Cry. Two.
0: Remember, okay. I'm, it could be exclusives, but obviously third parties tend to sell more. It's not. So, yeah. uh, Jordan, what was yours? Red Dead, Call of Duty, Odyssey?
1: Oh, shit, sorry. Could exclusives. be Spidey Would, and three. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you're saying Red Dead, Call of Duty, Spidey.
2: Yeah, because you, like, added that up. part about the exclusives. I'm, like, I, thinking. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm I wasn't thinking
1: properly. Okay, and It makes sense for an exclusive to be honest. I'll take the hit for the team. Of- oh. Okay. I'll take the hit. And what did I'll you say, Dom? I'll take Spidey
2: though? at three.
1: I, I, I feel like I need to – I now that I understand I, Dom, I don't reality. think Far
2: Cry three.
1: No no, 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 no. way. So Far Cry just on PlayStation sales. So I was thinking of it incorrectly. Yeah. Um, so I, it does make sense for an exclusive. So I'm going to say uh, uh, Call of Duty – and then Red Dead, and then uh, Spider-Man. So you both of you nailed the three, but the
0: order's wrong. So Spider-Man okay. 3... Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man is number three. Not yet, Jared. Uh, Black Ops is number two, and Red Dead's number one. Oh,
1: wow.
0: Now, ex- uh, Xbox One. Blessing.
1: Same thing, except sp- instead of Spider-Man, it's... Fucking, um... I'll,
0: I'll say this. Think of, I'll give you a big hint. What's the biggest... When you think about the American audience, what's the biggest marketing deal that Xbox has with the game? Uh, Battlefield? So your guesses are Call of yeah. Duty, Red Dead Redemption, Battlefield. I suppose, but... Jordan?
2: Yeah, let's. I'll go with it. The biggest partnership that Microsoft has with a game?
0: I know you guys Fallout are going to overlook 76.
2: it. Fallout 76.
0: So yours is Black Ops, Red Dead...
2: I just knocked that shit. Fallout 76. Out of
0: the Don't watch this. So I'll I'll do a reverse order to make it more interesting. Number one, Call of Duty Black Ops. Number two, Red Dead. So they actually swapped. So Call of Duty what? sold more on Xbox, which makes sense because
2: it, I was thinking about it. It kind of makes sense with the history. Xbox well, the marketing
1: deal.
0: Uh, oh, the marketing deals. Number three, uh, Call of Duty and Red Dead are well, both with PS4.
1: I meant uh, Red Dead had a marketing deal with PlayStation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha.
0: But so does Call of Duty 2, but that doesn't matter because people still buy Call of Duty no matter what. Right. Number two, Red Dead. Number three, Madden 19. Remember, Xbox oh has the Madden marketing deal. Oh, I did not know that. See, okay. I don't yeah, know,
2: like, I don't know that. What is that?
0: It's just every time you see a Madden commercial, it ends with Xbox. They have people playing it on Xbox. Like, God. they have NFL players playing it on Xbox. Like, it's huge. Uh, so it's like, for an American audience, it's like, oh, yeah, play Madden on Xbox. Um now for the top 10 games. We're going to go from 10 to 1, obviously, to make it interesting. Number 10. We'll, we'll guess when we get into the top 5. Number 10, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Good job. Nice. Nice. Number 9, Monster Hunter World. Good nice. job.
1: Very nice. Yeah.
0: Number 8, God of War. Stayed in the top Whoa. 10. Great. Excellent. Well yep. done, guys. Uh, number 7, Far Cry 5. Expected. Well Ubisoft done. game. Number 6, Spider-Man.
1: So great PlayStation
0: got two exclusives in the top ten. That's great. Impressive. Okay, now we're going to go here. Number five. What's your guesses?
2: Um, Far Cry. No, so I'm going to say, uh, I'm not even going to guess the order here. Just Red Dead, <clears throat> Call of Duty, and um, Far Cry.
0: And I already said Far Cry. Far Cry is number uh, seven.
2: Oh my bad. Fuck. So it's a one of them's game. gotta be.
0: You know, just just guess what you think is number five, because well, we're gonna go, because that'll take too long if I get your five and then. So what do you think number five is? A game that I NBA. haven't listed. That's your guess, okay. Madden. Madden. Number five is Smash Ultimate, and it's not ah, counting shit. digital sales, Crap, which bet. is crazy. So Ooh. if it counted digital, it probably be way higher. What's the number four?
2: What's I bought it. Wait, did NBA. we all buy it digitally? I did. I did.
0: No. Yeah, I bought it digitally. Wow! Um,
2: so there's two copies right there. Not, not <laughs> kind
0: of like four. Uh, number four. What are your guesses? NBA. Madden. Uh, Jordan's right. It's Madden. Number three. Uh, NBA. And my number four guess was gonna
2: be uh, Smash. Fuck! I would have I would have been nailing that shit. Number three, Jordan. Number three. Um. Jeez, man, I don't know. If um, you paid attention
0: to what I've said, I'll give you a hint. We already know Madden's number four. It wasn't the best-selling sports game of the year.
1: Right, that's exactly, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, so NBA. Yeah. Exactly,
0: NBA 2K19, number number three.
1: And I already know one and two, so I knew Dom, it was Dom already knows, because
0: he was checking a bet. So, Jordan, what do you think number two is? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pay Red attention Dead, to what right? I've been saying. Nope, number two is Black Ops. Number
0: one is Red Dead.
1: Now, I know Blessing's not listening,
2: but there was a certain point where Black Ops had sold more than Red Dead. Well, it, right? it did,
0: but this doesn't count PC sales.
2: Right. What the fuck? So Call of right. Duty's
0: PC sales
1: don't count, which is a huge portion of it. So, And on top of that... It's dollar sales, not is, units sold. This is dollar sales, <laughs> and Call of Duty but was $40 for... Like, well, The entire month of December.
2: Red Dead is not on PC. Is a good point. Exactly. Well, no, it's not, so exactly. not. It's not
0: all of these games. Like they counted Monster Hunter World's PC sales. It's Call of Duty specifically. Activision doesn't share PC sales.
2: Whoa. I'm just
1: saying, Red Dead. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't. Have a PC exactly. So it's even. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So I'm confident, and it's this is US only, I believe too, right? Yes. Yeah. So there's a few caveats in there, but it should be pretty representative of the world. I would. That's yeah. a dumb assumption, actually, so who knows? But um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think I still have a chance, for one, in this, because I think you add in those PC sales, not where Call of Duty is going to sell the best, probably, of course, but um, add those in there, and then add in the fact that Call of Duty was on sale so much and Red Dead didn't go near a sale. Um,
0: what I this tells me sold. is gotta, if we do it. another bet for the, mo- for the best-selling game of the year, we need to clarify... Units yeah, sold or do. dollar sales That's how it makes yeah. sense. Yeah,
1: I've um, never like studied or like looked this closely at the specifics around the NPD numbers. You know, I just kind of yeah. t- took it and ran. But <laughs> shout
0: out to Matt Piscatel again for providing these numbers. It's really cool, really neat insight. Can't wait to look at this stuff next year. Um, that's it for the show. Uh, wasn't too much news. Like we said, we covered the CD Projekt Red stuff. We talked about Bayonetta at length and uh, Legend of Zelda. We had some neat conversations. We'll be back next week. Um, Next week, we're going to have a guest. Um, Andrew Taylor, I believe, is his name. Huge Resident Evil guy. He's wanted to come and guest on the show, and I was like, next week would be perfect to get him on when RE2 Remix is coming out. Um, Resident Resident Evil. Resident Uh, Evil. uh, Yeah, so look forward to that. Um, In terms of what we're going to be playing, going to try to get to the DMC5 demo, uh, Spider-Man DLC, and... I want to start playing something, but it's like Kingdom Hearts three is right around the corner, so I don't know if I want to start you a new game. Walk away, you
2: don't <laughs> hear me say. Please.
0: Uh, I'll for sure be watching some don't "What the Hell is Going On" videos um, to catch myself up since I didn't have the opportunity to play the collection. Um, that's pretty much it for me in terms of like. Oh, I watched the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix. Crazy. Ah, Uh,
2: Do not, if you did... Well, I'm not going to say it like that. I wouldn't recommend that you need to go watch the Hulu one. I've watched watched both.
1: I did too. Both.
2: I don't don't think they're both necessary. I think you could get one or the other. I think Netflix is a better, more entertaining documentary. Yeah, I know it's done by Jerry Media, the guys that were involved in the situation. But they, I mean... They only have so much to gain by making themselves look good, which they don't even necessarily... Also, they're not even... Yeah,
0: they weren't even the takeaway from the movie, so it's like, whatever. I, that argument's yeah, weird. Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I would just recommend you watch the Netflix one and know that they made it, but that it's not a huge deal. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, I, I, it's an entertaining story, you know. Yeah.
1: I mostly agree, Jordan, but I'll just throw in there the Hulu one does have a whole lot of interview with... Uh, Billy McFarlane himself, actually, so that's something. That's a good point, but...
0: Yeah, but then you have to argue the case of, like... It's a whole thing. I I think if you're really interested, watch both. Um, I haven't watched the Hulu one. You don't get
2: much from the Billy interviews. The only thing I got is just noticing, like, how much of a fuckboy he is and, like, when they would ask him (laughs) questions, and he just can't be honest But even... Like, he just can't do it, you know? I do think it's important for people
0: to watch it, though, because even if you're not interested in the Fire Festival... It does help you if you're planning to go into business or just know people in general. I think it shows you a case of like worst case scenario of getting involved with projects, and if you feel red flags, most yeah, of the a lot time, of life lessons. exactly. I think it's a really uh, interesting um, documentary to check out, um, and I'm definitely gonna be watching Young Justice now that I know that they weren't releasing an episode by episode. So, pretty much it for yeah, me. Boy,
2: three at a time.
0: What about you guys? Mm. well
2: like i was singing earlier it's about time for some kh3 which it's been about time for for a long ass motherfucking time oh we'll have impressions gentlemen, of that next week
0: too because that comes up before the next show i forgot because gentlemen on
2: tuesday we're going to be playing the uh mainline sequel to kingdom hearts 2 which Zapping. is a playstation 2 game
0: exactly and, uh,
2: this one was announced kingdom hearts 3 was announced in 2013 Um, and I was looking at photoshopped covers of it long before that for the PlayStation 3 computer entertainment system and it did not come out for that system so I have been excited for this for a long time Kingdom Hearts is one of those series that I saw as a kid and I was like I gotta fucking play that game, man. I think we
1: all did. Um, (laughs) Like,
2: the commercial was simple and clean, and I'm seeing the Disney characters and the Final Fantasy stuff combined, and I'm just like, holy shit, this looks so cool. And the Keyblade and all that shit, man. So then uh, I can remember playing it at a uh, friend's house that we went to church with. Um, and just like oh my god you have that game can we please go play that right now and then yeah it's just the rest (laughs) is history man it's taken a long time there's a lot of it's a convoluted story there's a lot of side games Jared and I were talking before the show there's only one of those side games which is the least of them that is below a 70 on Metacritic and it's a 66 so it's like even the side games have been quality. You know, Birth by Sleep is still my favorite fucking game, and that's a, p- a prequel on the PSP uh, that you cannot play on the PS4 in 4K60. So a um, lot leading up to this game, and, you know, I do not believe that this is going to be a Final Fantasy 15 situation where it's still not quite there. Like, I really think this game's about to be dope as fuck.
0: And so well, the initial reviews so are Hold on. So very exciting. Yeah, real quick, real quick, Dom. Jordan doesn't want to Tell him, to him reviews so yeah.
2: oh. good or bad I, So I, I told him like even if they were all 10s or 100s I don't want to know okay. yeah um, I knew that they were going to be positive like obviously without giving you know, specifics Kingdom Hearts game. without
0: giving specifics for you Dom since me and you can have this conversation um, before today I was sitting at like a 7, 7.5 hype I'm about like an 8.5 now I'm still yeah, cautious too, but I'm more nice. excited than what I previously was so that's great Yep, oh, and okay.
2: that's where I, I'm building to. Dom, have you played uh, Fragmentary Passage, the little Aqua chapter on uh, 2.8? Uh,
1: no, I don't have that disc, but uh, I queued up the YouTube, you know, uh, conglomeration of all the, <laughs> the cutscenes yeah, by Greg
0: so Papadopoulos. Yeah. great. Video. So before yeah, I do, I've though,
2: been uh, going back through the cutscenes of Dream Drop Distance since that's like canonically, other than. Fragmentary Passage. That's the most recent leading up to Kingdom Hearts 3. So, um, But yeah, I hadn't played Fragmentary Passage because I was waiting for this exact situation. It's kind of like the ground zeros of Kingdom Hearts 3, if you will. was my favorite character in the series. And um, this is, you know, this is kind of a simplistic thing. The graphics aren't perfect. The uh, combat is, is, you know, there's not too much to it because you're not building like a full RPG character like you are in the main games over 30 or 40 hours whatever that you're adding to and all this so it's kind of different the way you approach it and so I get that it's more just a fun little thing to kind of get you going for the game and um, finally finish this Aqua Bridge the story that kind of runs throughout the entire series which obviously I'm really interested in since she's my favorite character so um yeah, the uh, the stuff I've done so far—I'm about an hour in—is fun. I'm probably about halfway-ish through it, and uh, we'll be finishing up uh, here before the the big game comes out. But um, yeah, it's a nice little something to have. Like I said, especially uh, finishing up her story or connecting her story—I should say—because she's going to be in the third game. And um, yeah, it's cool. It's nothing. Like too much to write home about. I think if you're watching the cutscenes online, Dom, you'll be fine. It's kind of like giving me an idea of what I'm gonna be looking at with the Kingdom Hearts 3 gameplay but I can already tell from the uh, little bit that I've let myself watch of footage of KH3 that it's gonna be a much more uh, in-depth system. So I will say there's a really cool monster that I've encountered that's like a little tentacle water floaty guy and they'll like Um, just turn into water. The particle effects are fucking incredible. I'll say that much with the magic and all that. And they'll turn into water and just turn into like a a tube of water and float somewhere else and then rematerialize into the squid thing. And it's just so fucking cool. I love that. So,
0: Um, Dom, just Kingdom Hearts 3 for you? That's it. Simple and clean, baby. Let's
2: go. (laughs) Simple and clean. Also... I didn't let myself watch the intro video to 0.2 Fragmentary Passage until I actually played the game, Um, and it's got one of the remixes that I've already heard of the song. But God, you want to talk about simple and clean? That video with it finally looking crispy, and you know we're finally on HD consoles with this series now. It looks so clean and crispy, and the song sounds amazing. So like I didn't, you know they've already released the opening. For KH3, I haven't let myself see it. So I haven't I'm seen so it either. I'm so excited for it. Um, it's dank, dude. Uh, Fragmentary Passage is dank.
0: If you know RE2 Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 are any indication for the year we're about to have in 2019 in terms of video game quality, it's shaping up to yeah, be a pretty baby. good year. Um, yeah, hey, bye-bye. Thank you guys for listening. If you can, please follow us on iTunes. Leave us a, a review. It definitely helps. Uh, the podcast is also on Google Play if you want to check it out that way. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube if you watch the podcast. Thank you for doing that. Like, subscribe, smash that bell icon to know whenever we uh, mm-hmm. upload a new video. definitely helps. YouTube's algorithm and all that. You can lose subscriptions, so make sure to hit that bell icon. Um, follow us on Twitter, at C-T-R-L-I-N-T. That's Controlled Interest Abbreviated. Um, tweet all the uploads there and anything else we find interesting. You can follow me. Quick at- bet. Huh?
2: Before you do the outro, I wanted to do a quick bet. Okay, hold when on. When are we getting... The first story expansion. Sorry, you said Let one. me let
0: me insane. let me finish the Twitter handles real quick, and then we'll we'll cut to the hell Okay, on. I was uh, I was <laughs> trying to find a good spot. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Jared underscore. You can follow Jordan at Melomotus and you can follow Dom at Dom's Oreos. What's your quick bet, Jordan?
2: Okay, we're getting post-release content. They've already said that, and obviously, look at Final Fantasy Fifteen. Duh. Um, when are we getting the first story expansion drop, boys? I don't think it's gonna be like Spider Man like next month. um uh, May but uh may so the game yeah. comes out January 29 and May is when we'll get our first expansion that's pretty quick
0: man i think they want to hit some buzz before e3 you know what i mean
1: yeah cool. I, I i could see that too
0: the thing is we don't have see, if if sony was doing a press conference i would be like oh at e3 they'll announce it right sony's it's not, not, at not e3. a very
2: interesting bet because we all agree with may yeah i yeah. think <laughs> before e3 i think before e3 is a good time to hit maybe they'll miss that um,
0: it'll be before September Ooh, I can 4th do like year. a little
2: summertime early July like right there because you know people just don't like releasing AAA games in the summer so we'll see that's
0: the Nintendo uh, port Wii U port uh, window so who knows yeah. Um, maybe that's when we'll get the Kingdom Hearts collection port Uh, yeah. yeah thank you guys for listening tune in next week episode 131 when we have a guest uh, really cool thing is it's January. It's gonna be January thirty first when we record, so it's like one thirty one, one thirty one. That's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.